Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. which is about 45 minutes north of Big Sur, California. It's very, very beautiful here. It is very, very bougie here. Houses here cost a lot of money, but it is literally like my dream environment because the ocean is right in front of me and it's like cliffs and mountains all around. I mean, it's like in terms of location, it's my dream home location. And uh, I just got lucky and I have a week's stay here at the Hyatt and I am just kind of living it up, Uh, spending time reading a lot, writing a lot, meditating a lot. I walked through town today. I got some Palo Santo wood and I just came here to sort of cleanse and reset and finish up my writing, finish up my oracle deck, and have a small winter vacation to myself. And I strongly recommend all of you to visit Carmel, Carmel by the Sea, and take it in. Take in this glorious ocean air and the fresh mountain breeze and all that goodness. It's really good for the soul. Today I'm going to talk about That Winter the Wind Blows, which is a melodrama written by the very famous, very popular No Hikyung. And this was actually a a Japanese drama, so it was adapted into a K-drama. Cho In-sung and Song Hye-kyo are the stars of this show. It's a 16-episode SBS drama that came out in winter 2013 and it is a very how do i put this elaborate complicated uh campy soapy kind of drama and if it weren't for the stars on this show i don't think it would have done so well okay it's it's a bit tacky it's it's definitely a makjang okay and uh, but it's not like to the heights of penthouse for instance i mean that's like extra excessive but this is like kind of like mid-tier on that level of makjang the storyline is that song Hye-kyo plays this young woman who is blind she has no mother she and her older brother were long separated because of her parents divorce and her father is uh, dying and he eventually does die but he leaves behind his entire corporate conglomerate under her name and she is having trouble trusting anybody around her because she is visually impaired so what this show does is it brings some insight into what it's like to be differently abled it 
bring some insight into the loneliness that a differently abled person might live. But other than that, it doesn't really have too much depth. I guess I didn't really enjoy it, even though I did watch it like two or three times. That's my honest truth. The guest I have today is a very, very funny person. His name is Nick Borsolino. He is a fellow comedian here in Los Angeles. I will say that um, Nick had some Wi-Fi issues. So towards the latter end of the podcast episode, you're going to hear a little bit of fuzz. So there are some technical difficulties or um, our voices sort of overlapping over each other. But it's, it's intermittent and it won't be throughout the whole entire episode. So please excuse the technical difficulties. Uh, Other than that, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Nick Borsolino. Not bad. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Feeling good? Loving life? Yeah, it's going good. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. There's no no improv mic tonight, so I I have to do this. What else am I going to do? I know, right? Are you going to do a mic today? Yeah, I'd probably go do Third Wheel or uh, uh, maybe Hollywood Comedy if there's something open. What about you? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to go to Liquid Zoo, which is just across the street from where I live. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Where is it? That's my plan. It's in Van Nuys on Sepulveda. Oh, that's that's way too far of a drive. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Where are you based? I'm in uh, West Hollywood. West Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a fucking yeah, dope ass area. It's great. I can walk yeah. to the improv and the comedy store. I just need to get booked at those places. Mm-hmm. I need an excuse to walk there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever uh did you ever get a spot at the store? Uh not at the store. The only thing I've done at the store is uh Belly Room and uh Kill Tony. Okay. Uh, well, the Belly Room opened my Oh, room. how was Kill Tony? Kill Tony was good. I did, I did all right. My oh, okay. uh my stand up was really good, but like the panel interview thing, I was a little like shaky on. Which sucked because like all their questions, like when I got off stage, I was like, oh my God, I have bits that like revolve around the, the, the question that I could have like worked in, but I just didn't think about it. I just answered them like mm-hmm. one word answer. Like, What's your dad like? Oh, he's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, where, where I probably should have worked in a bit about my dad and not just, oh, okay. Yeah, no, he's a good guy. I like yeah. him. <laughs> he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> he's an okay guy yeah that's always how it goes right like yeah even even when you're being like heckled sometimes right yeah lately i've been getting better at heckled hecklers i I had a really good comeback for a heckler on a show Mm. on like wednesday because so i did i did my bit about charles manson my i opened Mm -hmm. with my charles manson bit and then like midway through my set I started a joke yeah. with uh, I have a girlfriend and like a bunch of people started laughing at just that just at that setup. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the fuck? What's so funny about that? And some yeah. girl goes, it's because you look like Charles Manson. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, because notoriously Charles Manson didn't have any women around him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's good. 
It's very, very good. I was so happy because normally that's something that I would think about saying after I got off stage. Oh, that would have killed. That one I got on the first try, like perfect timing and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when you know. That's when you know you're getting good. That's when you know you're becoming a professional comic because that's how it always goes, right? Like we just, we, we have so little control of the room you know yeah. that's actually the reality it's it's really um it's an illusion that we have full control of the room i mean to an extent we do we have their attention but mm. we don't have control like people will say stuff when they get drunk or you know whatever and it's like we got to be able to handle them yeah and even like a lot of like you know comics have been doing it for years and years they still get like like they're still not completely comfortable on stage. Like they never, there's, you're never 100% comfortable on stage because it's not a natural thing to be doing. It's not, you know, mm. it's really just an odd thing. Like you, you get more and more comfortable mm-hmm. and learn to live with it more, but you're really still kind of awkward. So mm. I've heard, but yeah. I yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 who have you heard that from? Uh, I think uh, I did hear it on a kill Tony. Tony said like, Oh, you, you never really shake it. It's always in the back of your head that you're kind of still got that weird, like stage fright kind of thing. And like, I don't know. But do you want me to name names, name, name the cowards out there that are still chicken? Yeah. Yeah. Name the pussies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's, uh, I think it depends. Right. Cause like yeah. I I heard I heard something similar from Norm Macdonald. You know, he was mm-hmm. like, uh, "I never, I always feel nervous before I go up on stage." Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's. I think it depends. Uh, it depends on also where like the background is because I feel like a lot of the the theater people that go into stand up they seem a lot more, I don't know, chill on stage or they're better at hiding it maybe. Yeah. But the, sure. it seems, seems like the people that go straight, like me, that just went into stand-up, like I've never done acting or anything. <laughs> I've done art department and behind-the-scenes stuff. But like it seems like they, it's a lot harder to kind of shake it at, at first. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, a lot of my friends who have improv training, they can, they can, they can hang better. Like they know yeah. how to, you know, sort of – share the stage better like with an audience member if that if it comes to that you know when they have to go back and forth and handle a heckler but i think it's also a matter of practice and also a matter of feeling at home on the stage like i was listening to uh mark maron talk about this with jennifer hudson and they were both kind of like um bonding over the fact that once they felt at home on stage like they felt like yeah like so addicted to the whole thing so yeah i think on the one hand the nerves are perhaps there i think the nerves are always there right just right before but i just instead of calling it nerves i've been calling it adrenaline and yeah once you get going it's Mm. like i like i belong there you know like that's sort of the feeling i get so yeah well, yeah once i get like a good laugh it's like all right I, i'm not terrible at this i can kind of do it <laughs> are you uh i don't know about you but it always seems 
it always seems like I'm better on a stage if it's my second time on the stage. My first time on a stage, like a new stage, is always kind of clunky and like a little awkward. Like I don't oh. know. I feel like I gotta interesting. Gotta keep going in the yeah. same place, or at least see like if I like go to a mic or something and don't get up, or go to a show before, like yeah, to try to beg to get up on the next month's show. It seems like I'm better than just going up on a cold stage. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think I think maybe um, you're relating to the space, the spatial comfort. You know, it's like um, going to the test center before you go and take the test. That kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, I get a feel for the room, or it's just I'm a socially awkward weirdo. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think it's more of that. <laughs> I think it's understandable. Yeah. Um, yeah, and once you feel more comfortable in a place, like you start to notice more things, and you know that's when you like start to feel ownership of that space. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, like that looks familiar. I know that. I know that. And um, yeah, I think there's truth to that. Like, what, uh, once you start noticing how dirty the room is, I think <laughs> has it been a giant stain like in, on the side of the stage this whole time? Like. <laughs> Exactly. It was like a big piece of shit, like in that corner this whole time. I never saw it until today. Yeah, you know, now that you mentioned it, this place actually smells real bad. <laughs> yeah. I was so nervous before I couldn't yeah. smell anything. <laughs> it's disgusting here. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize how bad flappers smelled until everybody started pointing it out. It's so foul over there. It's so yeah, I foul. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to go to flappers all the time and then I just stopped after the pandemic because I was just like I don't know I, I got a sense of self-respect or something I guess yeah that's a good thing to get yeah yeah I uh I did a show there like two two months ago or something and I did a the open mic there the open mic was really weird it was really kind of oh. odd because the, the host was like somebody that started mm -hmm. during the pandemic it was like her first time hosting ever Oh, so it was just like, like, God damn. cause it, it was like me and a couple of other comics. We were like hanging out outside of the room. Like as you do at some mics, you, sometimes you barely yeah. pay attention to the mic until your name is called. And she took a exception to that. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of, I don't know. It wasn't like we were being rude or anything. Like we were supporting for the most part. We were just out there yeah. for a minute. She came back in and she like yelled at us like, oh, are you guys yeah. going to come in? It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> we have the smoke. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you gonna allow smoking in this? Yeah, yeah. Is it okay mm -hmm. if I smoke pot? It like right next to the stage. Then yeah, I'll yeah. come in. Why the fuck not? Mm. No, I think it's um that that is kind of like a rookie kind of thing. It's like uh, demanding everybody's attention. You know? Yeah. And uh not being able to again it's like again the illusion of control that's mm. what comedy gives you but you you have no fucking control you can't control who's listening you can't control who's going to get up and move around you can't control the wait staff who are going to come and put down checks and yeah. you know take drink orders you can't control people who are talking in the back or hecklers or mm. the comics who don't want to come in and watch everybody's shitty fucking sets like you can't control yeah. any of those things and when they get mad when they get angry and lash out that's when they really lost control and yeah. it's fully apparent to them so oh i was gonna say uh I, I don't think i've ever gotten mad on stage 
Just because, like, it, it huh. completely kills your set. I mean, there's some comics that that's kind of their shtick, that they get mad, but, like, like when a comic gets mad at the room, it's just like, oh, come on. Like, you just killed the entire room for not only you, the comic after you. Like, it's so tough with, to come up to a room yeah. after the comic before you just went, this place sucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a lot of comics do that at Flappers. Yeah. You know, it's it's like what are you doing? Like the audience is there for you and yeah. you're going to go and be shitty to them. That, that's also like a rookie move. Uh, mm-hmm. You never ever shit on the audience. Like you just don't, you know, yeah. you can shit on one or two people who stick out, but you know, that's different. Crowd work is different from shitting on them. The rookie host move. Like I hate when I'm at an open mic, especially, and there's somebody hosting and some people that aren't comics walk in and they go, what are you doing here? You're not in comics. Whoa, you just come to an open mic for a day. It's like, stop it. Don't like, if people that are, aren't comics come in, pretend like it's a show at that point. Pretend like, don't act like everybody's hanging out. Like pretend like these are legitimate comics. Cause I know like I've been to open mics where like somebody will wander in and that's the only time they've ever seen stand up. And like the only time you ever see stand up, somebody comes in and be like, oh, what are you doing here? This, you know, this is us practicing. It's like, no, at that point, we're not practicing. We're performing for somebody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a gift. It's a free gift. Exactly. Yeah. And it's uh, something you could take advantage of. And and the host, I mean, they're, they're called the host. <laughs> it's like, don't be <laughs> a bad host or don't be inhospitable to yeah. your guests you know like come on yeah there was one time i, I was hosting at uh sycamore yeah i was hosting at sycamore tavern and there was somebody there and um uh, it was a non-comic and she was she was talking to the comic she wasn't really heckling she was just kind of talking it was one of my first times hosting and i was like oh no i gotta i gotta stop this oh. fire out make sure she doesn't heckle and i was like uh just to let you know, this is an open mic. These guys are working out the materials. Please don't talk to her. And then uh, she walked instantly after that. And then after that, like a comic came up to me and they're like, why, why did you do that? Like, we, like, even if she was heckling, it's still an open mic. That, like, that's kind of good practice to work on like crowd work. Like don't ever mm. try to walk an audience member ever. Like, I don't know. Mm, that's interesting. That's really, really interesting. She wasn't out of control, but like I could see her maybe becoming out of control. So I thought, get ahead of it. And it's like, no, maybe I should have given her a little more room and it's before chasing her away. Mm, yeah. I think it, I think what you did, uh, I thought, I think what you did was fine because sometimes um, there are small fires that you have to put out because yeah. it could get disruptive. And, you know, the person who came up to you and said, why did you walk that person? I mean, that's just that one guy's opinion. It's that also true, possible yeah. that there were nine other comics who were like, thank, thank God he asked her to fucking quit it. Because yeah. um, the truth is, it is, disrupt- it, it is disruptive. But on the other hand, it's also like, yeah, it, it is potentially good practice. But when you're at an open mic, there are people with all different kind of levels and ranges. And it's like, who who wants to deal with that and who doesn't want to deal with that, you know? So mm. it's like so hard to really determine what to do. But I, I think you did, a, I thought your your judgment was right to do that. 
Oh, I was going to say, I don't think I did the wrong thing, but I think I could have handled it better. <laughs> like, yeah, I could have done it where I could have kept both parties happy, like kept her there and kept her like kind of talking to comics because that is fine. Like some comics are really good at that, that like talking in the banter and like I, I could see a, a comic not knowing how to like pipe down. So I got scared. I didn't want, I didn't want those people to get scared off and I ended up scaring off the audience member. Right. Mm. right right <laughs> and sycamore tavern can be tricky because people sometimes people will get really shit-faced over there like i've seen yeah. it happen at that particular venue and it, it was such an ugly scene that i never went back <laughs> <laughs> it was uh actually it was a drunk it was a drunk comic like she was she was like gone like blackout yeah. shit-faced drunk and she was screaming at an audience member so this was like the opposite she was like raging out on this mm. old man who who potentially is homeless like he had a lot of like trader joe's bags with him mm. and he was like kind of like he wasn't even that bad he was just kind of saying one or two things sometimes it really was barely a heckler yeah. And she fucking, when she went up on stage, she like tore him up. Not only that, but like, and I was like, okay, like I can't handle this. So I had already done my set. So I was like outside in the parking lot talking to a friend. And then I saw her chasing him outside. Like he was like running away from her. And really? she's like screaming at this poor <laughs> old man. Like I was like, girl, like take it easy. Like yeah. he's just a dude, you know? Mm. And I had seen him like here and there, like other open mic, open mics. And I don't think he was a comic. I think he was literally just trying to catch a show at open mics because they're free. Yeah. And after that incident, I, I never saw him again. I never saw him again. So, you know, we comics can be just as insane. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's Sycamore had. Yeah. Oh, like I, I'm pretty sure I've heard of like three or four fights happening on that patio, like between comics and like crazy stuff. Oh, Cause God. they're also oh, like now it's, it's overrun by homeless people. And there was a lot of homeless people there. Right. Like uh, somebody, right. uh, right. Somebody was telling me that they saw a homeless person trying to light a tent on fire. <laughs> they had the like um like oh aerosol gosh. can and a lighter and they're trying to light one of the other homeless people's tents on fire over there oh my god yeah it was, it was and they called the cops and the cops like barely did anything i'm like you know maybe it's good that 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 place closed <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah maybe we're, we're yeah. all safer because yeah. of it yeah. nothing is forever everything changes you know and there's a reason so when did you when did you move to LA? I moved uh I was 20 when I moved here. So 8 years ago, 9 years 8 9 years ago, something like that, 10 years ago. Jesus, you've been yeah. here a while. Yeah. I uh I flunked out of college and moved here. Only to do stand up? <laughs> no, I I originally wanted to get into film. Okay. Yeah, I went to Columbia College of Chicago, and that's where I didn't go to class, mm -hmm. and then flunked out, moved here to just, like, get into indie mm -hmm. movies. And I worked in, like, indie art department. I PA'd yeah. a lot for, 
like three, four years. And I was like, I, this is hard work right. and 12 hour days and kind of sucks. So I quit that and started doing stand up because I can just do it at nights and it's way more fun. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Shit. But you wanted to be a filmmaker. Yeah. I wanted to be like a Tarantino. And then like, I realized when I was like, started working on movies like oh i probably should have been making movies by now <laughs> like i probably should have learned how that camera works and stuff like that and you felt like by the time you were in your mid-20s or early 20s that it was already too late that's how you felt yeah it was it was too late and also i just like i don't know I looked at everybody that was like every director I knew on set was miserable. Everybody that worked on set was just kind of, they never looked happy. Nobody on set looks happy. Like it's just a lot of hard work, long hours. Yeah. And uh, like, as, I hated the, like when uh, a show wrapped up, like I would work on movies for maybe like three, four weeks. And then it was just like, Oh, I got to start looking for another job. Now I got to start from scratch. And be like, like you would get paid a lot in mm -hmm. a month, but then it would, you would take like two months sometimes before you had to find work again. So mm. I was just like, I'd rather have the, the stable day job and then go out and do stand up and have a good time, you know? That's a, okay. That's an interesting jump though, because you were determined to be a filmmaker, like an indie auteur. Yeah. And then you give that up. And then you're like, I'm going to do stand up, which is not any easier than <laughs> film, trying to be a filmmaker. If this you think is true. about it. Yeah. But stand up, I can drink while doing. <laughs> I can't, can't do that in film. <laughs> People get injured. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I could, I could, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay are you um are you the youngest in your family no i'm uh three of four three of so you're the third third four yeah four children yeah two brothers and a sister wow. two older brothers and a, okay. a younger sister so in a way you kind of are the youngest uh i'm more of a middle child because my my oldest brother is nine ah. years older than me and then my second oldest oh. brother is seven years ago older or no second oldest brother is two years older my sister's two years younger so it was like i'm the middle child of the second oh. round of kids i guess <laughs> i see i see okay i understand yeah okay oh my uh, my oldest brother died when i was nine so that kind of you know moved the order down a little bit <laughs> oh my god i'm sorry Oh, it's okay. It's like, what, 10 years ago? And I got another brother, so, like, it's all right. <laughs> if it was my sister, I'd be more upset because I only had one sister. But because I have two brothers, I can lose one. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But Jesus, still, you know? Um, wait, okay. Uh, are are your other siblings, like, artistically inclined? Uh, not really. I guess my brother, my, uh, my, uh, older brother, uh, the, the still alive one, he could draw and stuff, but he, <laughs> he tried in photography, but he, he takes like the worst pictures. I don't know why, what he learned from any of those classes. 
because <laughs> any picture I get from him, it's like, would you fucking like zoom in or something? Like he, he went to Hawaii and took a picture of like the ocean, but it was like from the parking lot. So there was like three cars in the way. <laughs> and my sister, she's, she does a lot of like, uh, she's, she's like a service. She likes bartending and stuff of that nature waitressing and, and entertainment yeah and they're all still in illinois yeah yeah mm-hmm. 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 i was the only one that left hmm. which thank god i did I, I don't i would not enjoy it there I, I went back for the pandemic for like six months and it was I was like yeah this is why i left way too cold uh, okay it's the weather yeah yeah it's and like here it's been cold past couple days but like there it's just like i forgot uh oh fuck it's cold like as soon as you open the door and walk out of your house to get to the car it's just like fuck it's cold fuck it's cold until you get to the car oh i don't like it <laughs> i'm over it <laughs> so you seem to be the kind of person who uh will always choose the path of ease you'll go to a warmer place you'll you'll <laughs> quit anything that feels like too much work oh yeah and go and pursue something that is fun yeah yeah oh yeah i'm a big big lazy lazy fun seeker (laughs) (laughs) i honestly think that that is the key to life honestly Hmm. like you know there are very ambitious people especially in la in hollywood there are a lot of ambitious people and uh you know a lot of the times as you say as you pointed out with these directors they're quite miserable mm. because there's something that they really really want and that wanting is massive success and they yeah. w- and they're impatient for it they want it very quickly but yeah. you you seem very resigned to just having a beer at night working at petco during the day mm. and living your life yeah, I, I mean, like, I was thinking about it because uh, I got promoted at Petco. I'm going to be a dog trainer there. And if you told, like, 13-year-old me that oh. at 28 you're going to be a dog trainer slash comedian at night, I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> I can hang with that. You live in West Hollywood? <laughs> that's, a, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... Okay, that's amazing. So they just promote you into dog trainer without any real dog training experience? Or a dog. I don't have a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's bizarre. It is strange, but no, they're actually, it's going to be like a six-week training session. So they're going to send me to a different pet code to get trained. I'm going to be mentored and... Super excited for it. It's gonna be great. Play with dogs during the day and do can- comedy at night. Yeah, that's, that's the dream. Yeah, yeah, that's the life. Yeah, and if I ever, I don't know, don't want to work with Petco, at least I have dog training experience. I could like privatize it, try to try to mooch off some of these rich people in the hills, uh-huh. train your dog for you know. There you go. Yeah, yeah. a lot of rich people have shitty dogs. Yeah, I see a lot of them because <laughs> I work by the the Petco on uh, Beverly Hills. And they just come in and they ask the weirdest questions. I had one uh, one person came in. Yeah, they came in with uh, they had two dog bones, these like chewable dog bones, 
and one was red and one was blue. And they go, which one do dogs prefer? <laughs> it was the exact same bone, just red and blue. I was like, oh, ma'am, dogs are colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a perfect bit right there. Be like, yeah. well, the blue one will keep the dog in the matrix, but the red one. <laughs> Oh, I didn't, I didn't think of it. Wake, oh no, that was up. Morpheus the See? whole time. <laughs> I should have picked the blue pill the whole time. Oh, that's that what was it was. your fucking moment, man. <laughs> oh, oh no, that was your window. That was I, your fucking window, bro. I could have because I didn't even pick one. I just, I just was too literal with them. The dogs are colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, this guy doesn't get it. He's staying in the Matrix. We're not even going to help him. <laughs> He's not going to get our, our our concepts of, of there's another life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's lost. He's he's, he's all pet coat out. He's like yeah. a dog trainer now. <laughs> this yeah. this being is, is a for. lost cause. He could get taken over by the symbiotes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just let him do him. Let him yeah. do him in. Yeah. No, that's a great bit, though. You have you wrote a new bit just now. Like, that's yeah. an awesome bit. Like, the two, the, uh, did you write that out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Thank God. Because it's like an awesome bit. Because it's a, it's a part of my series of bits of stupid people from Petco. Because, like, I got so many. Like, one person yeah. came in, the, the dog got sprayed by a skunk and asked for a, a spray to stop the smell. Oh, God. So I, I gave them the spray, and they just All go, right. oh, yeah. do I spray the dog with this? Like, no, find the skunk. Once <laughs> <laughs> you spray the, the head skunk, <laughs> nothing else will smell like it. Like, what do you mean spray that? What else would you spray? <laughs> spray it in your nose. You yeah. spray it up your own nostrils. <laughs> spray your women and children with it. it. Yeah. <laughs> It actually smells like skunk, so it makes the rest of your house smell like skunk, so it it blends in a little more. Yeah, you just get used to it. It's just the yeah. default smell from here on out. Yeah, that's your new norm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let your friends and family know about it, too. We're spreading the word on the spray. The whole entire world will now smell of this, thanks to you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just... Um... You know, people have questions sometimes and they go to they go to people like you to get those fucking answers. And people like you are honestly not fully equipped to really handle these questions to begin yeah. with anyway. You know, yeah. like you were yeah. just some dude who yeah, like moved is... to L.A. to become a filmmaker. And then you're just like, fuck it, I'm not going to do it anymore. And now yeah. you're there answering these kinds of questions. That is true. People ask me all the time, like, what what's what's the best dog food? And I have no idea what the difference is, so I usually just pick whatever dog food's closest <laughs> to me. Just grab it to and just there, there, this one. This this one's the best. And then they always ask the same thing. They always go, uh, uh, they, they go, do dogs like this? And I go, well, none. No dog has complained about it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I talked to all the dogs, and they all said this is the brand. Yeah, Purina one. They all oh. said this one. Yeah. See, I, I use that line a lot at work. Oh, uh, no dogs complain about it yet. And most people get that I'm kidding. But this one lady came in and she was looking at, at harnesses for dogs. Yeah. 
And uh, she didn't want this one because she thought yeah. that the clasps on it were like these this metal. And she's like, oh, that's going to hurt them when they lay down and are wearing this harness. I go, ma'am, no dogs complain about it yet. She goes, well, how could they? They don't speak English. Like she thought I was serious. Doesn't speak English. It does yeah. speak Arabic. And <laughs> I have yet to learn Arabic. What the fuck? Yeah. It's just like, no, I was just it's... kidding, ma'am. Just joking. <laughs> it's even funnier i was just joking ma'am <laughs> it's like even funnier like you have to like, let her know yeah okay do you have like a an end game though i mean i mean from what i could tell like you seem to live your life in the present moment like dogs tend to which is actually the happiest way to exist in life yeah. i mean you've hacked it just naturally you know yeah. uh but do you have like a like an end goal in mind like oh this is like a like a small maybe short term or long term goal that i have in your I mean, mind honestly i really want to i would love to just make a living off of comedy in any way shape or form just make a living off of making other people feel good sounds like amazing to me like it, any like any dollar I've ever made in comedy, which hasn't been much, like I've just been like so happy that I made money doing something that's like happy and good for the like spreading good vibes, you know? Like so that always that's probably my yeah. end goal. Is yeah. just do something that, that makes other people happy along with me. Mostly me first, but but I think yeah. That's sweet. That's very sweet, Nick. I, I really want to, uh, I think my end goal, I, I definitely want to be passed at some of the clubs and tour. I, I, I really want to tour. I think touring would be fun. Mostly because I'm a, a roller coaster uh, enthusiast. And if I get to tour, that means I can boost my coaster crad count. Because right now I'm at, uh, I think I'm at 97. So I'm three roller coasters away from breaking 100 oh wow 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 you're one of those okay okay yeah um what are what are your favorite roller coasters uh the best roller coaster ever built is steel vengeance at uh cedar point in sandusky ohio wow i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's the best thing in ohio <laughs> okay that's including Dave Chappelle. I would I would put Steel, Steel Vengeance above Dave Chappelle. <laughs> what about uh, your dream roller coaster, like the one that you have not yet ridden, but the one like the beast that you want to tame? My bucket list coaster. Uh, yeah, I I think it would have to be uh, Lightning Rod in Dollywood in Tennessee. Because uh, it's the first ever launched wooden roller coaster and the only ever launched wooden roller coaster. So it doesn't have the like chain lift that like tick, 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 tick thing. It just shoots you up. And it's wood, which is super cool. Yeah, and it doesn't work a lot. And a lot of times it's, it's closed. So you have to like check the website whether it's running that day or not. And more often than not, than not, it's not running. So that one, I kind of, I kind of want to get on just to say I got on it. And because I think it's not going to last long if it keeps breaking down like this, they're going to eventually tear it out. 
That's my bucket list coaster because I feel like it's been breaking down so much that it's not long for this world. I think they're going to eventually just rip it out because it caused so many problems. So might as well get on it while I can. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're very brave. You don't mind that you might be risking your life to uh, to ride this. Nah, yeah, not really. I mean, it hasn't broken where somebody's gotten hurt on it. It just doesn't work. Oh, okay. It just it doesn't shoot, you know? I see. I think yeah. I've, rid- I've ridden one one wooden roller coaster at like Six Flags somewhere in New Jersey one time. It was very old and it was oh, just uh, very painful. It just shook a lot. Like it was very rattly and it, it just hurt my yeah. chest. I just remember you, that. Usually the wooden ones are the most painful. <laughs> like, I, um, I just ask you mm-hmm. a bunch of questions based on scenes from a show and you just answer like what you would do if you were in that situation and you were that person. Okay. All right. So let's say you're a rich heiress named Oh Young. You're also blind and you've been separated from your older brother since you were a very young child and your father is in hospice and you're about to inherit his entire company and all of his shares. And your long lost, your long lost brother has been sending you handwritten letters for a while, but you never got them because the secretary who acts as your legal guardian has been hiding them from you for a very long time. What do you do? So my father's terminally ill and and I could make all this money, but the, the secretary is taking my money? No, she's just been, you've been getting letters from your only other family member, oh, your I long see. lost brother. Oh, but she's I been see. hiding those letters from you. Uh, well, how would I know if she was hiding? How did I, do I know that she's got those letters stashed away? Like the mailman was there one day and you were just at home and you were receiving the mail in person. And the mailman was like, oh, like this handwritten letter has been coming to you for a while now. Um, But here it is. Like, and you're just like, I never got these letters. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. All these letters from Bill Borsellino, my my long lost brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but she's been hiding them. I think I would have to fire that secretary. Do I have that power or is that my, still my father's call? I think you have that power. Well, instant firing and then pull the plug on old dear old dad. And then <laughs> I would burn the letters and then keep all the money. Cause I don't want to split that inheritance. Oh, wow. Shit. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's what the brother's trying to do. Is he trying to like write letters? Like, Hey, I heard dad's sick. Mind checking me a couple a uh, couple bucks? Ah, okay. So you have that kind of paranoia that perhaps this oh, yeah. brother is okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. If, if Fair you were enough. long lost, why didn't you come back when Dad was healthy? Why are you coming back now that he's he's all all sick and about to give up all that money? These are all very valid points. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I would have uh, to go ahead. Probably try try to get some of my dad's seed in case there's a DNA test that needs to happen. Jesus Christ. His seed, like his semen. Isn't that how we do DNA tests? You could get. (laughs) 
you can you can get DNA tests from like your hair, your skin, your blood. Mm. It could be other your spit. It could be other things. It doesn't have to be a fucking uh, jizz. Oh really? <laughs> I thought that's what it needed to be. Is is oh that why twenty three and me has been so mad at me lately? <laughs> please, please stop sending us this. You've been sending them bottles of your cum, and they're like, "We don't yeah. need this." Like, it's honestly like, <laughs> no, it's just supposed to go in your mouth, sir. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wow! Thank goodness I told you this because, my God, you know, how would you have handled all the other yeah. DNA tests in your future? You would have just been jerking off, like, I, for no fucking reason. I would I would have put it, been put on some kind of watch list for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, wait, when you, were, when you were watching those shows, like, Maury and all those shows as a kid, you thought, like, all those men were jerk, like, jizzing themselves in the back room to do this DNA test yeah. this whole time? I, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> they, they went into a little room. They gave him a magazine and... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh shit yeah you should have stayed in college nick you should have finished your yeah, should have. it was an art school so i don't think i would have to i would learn any of that <laughs> <laughs> but somebody somewhere would have told you how it goes down my god Oh, fuck. Yeah, well, that's hilarious. And also, it wasn't my choice to not stay in school. They told me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably like jizzing in cups that were meant for water and soup. And they're like, why is he doing this? What the fuck? I'll prove, yeah. I'll prove it's not my son. Here's, here's <laughs> And they're like, what are you talking about, sir? There are, There is no sun. Like, what are you doing? Oh, Jesus. Okay, good. Great. We learned a lot about you just with the first question alone. Let's let's keep going then. Um, yeah. Let's say you're uh, a man. You're a grown man named Osu. And you're a professional con artist and gambler who got mixed up with some bad people and you owe a very dangerous guy a big sum of money. But you happen to have the exact same name as that heiress Oyoung's long lost brother. His name's also Usu. But that guy got into oh. a car accident because okay. of you and he died. All right. So the heir is gone. He's dead. He died. But the attorney from his father's company thinks you're that boy. He thinks you're the heir. And he approaches you and says, you have to come and see your sister mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. deal with this will and testament situation. What do you do? This is sounding like a like a tale of two cities kind of situation, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is this, this this what we're getting at? Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, is is... I would definitely continue posing as the brother and take the money. Okay. And then, and then pull a, okay. you know, my cousin Vinny, how he kept like changing his name. He's like, <laughs> well, 
I, I had to legally change my name for acting reasons. So just just write it into my real uh, yeah. legal name technically now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, is yeah, yeah. Is, is our father like is he, he is he shady? How do you get his money? Yeah. I mean, how does anybody get their money? They do it by being a crook. And he okay. became this conglomerate owner. So I'm not like, robbing a charity or anything, right? No. Okay, good. Okay. Well, then, yeah, take all the money he's got. <laughs> <laughs> take advantage of him. Because otherwise, wow. I like the other how... option is Squid yeah. Game. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I okay. I don't think I can handle that. I think <laughs> I would definitely move and be shot immediately on Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you'll be, of course you'll be moving. You'll be busy jerking yourself off into a cup. Proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm just making DNA over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Leave I don't my know DNA all over this place. <laughs> yeah, in case somebody wants to know who my son is. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay. But I like I like how you asked me, did he is it a charity? Because like you're about to do this very unethical thing, but you want to do it ethically and make sure that you're not stealing from a charity. Yeah. Like I like that. You're like a if I'm going to steal it, guy. better be from somebody that's already stealing. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, I'm I'm a Robin yeah. Hood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. All right, let's say you're the same guy. You're Usu, okay? You move into mm-hmm. your younger sister O Young's mansion, and the family. Oh my God, the family is pressuring you to get a DNA test. What do you do? <laughs> I go, uh, I'm I'm actually impotent. I cannot provide C semen right now. I've I've had a vasectomine and it, it doesn't contain any of the any of the, the this and hope that my family also doesn't understand how to- <laughs> Oh god. Oh god. Okay. Good. All right. You're, you're Osu again. You're the same guy. Okay. Your fake younger right. sister is technically engaged to a wealthy man, but he is a money grubbing creep, and your sister Young doesn't like him at all. But he keeps asking mm. you for your blessing as the older brother. What do you do? Uh, I'd, uh, I'd say in my head, I wouldn't say this out loud, but, uh, not my sister, not my problem. And say, yeah, go ahead. I don't care. (laughs) Oh shit. Wow. If it was my actual sister, then I'd be like, nah, nah, that's okay. Well, honestly, what I would say, it's kind of weird that you have to ask me to ask her to be married. Like, just ask her. If she wants to be married, she's going to say yes or no. What's my blessing going to do? Exactly. I agree. This is a very good point. Which, very, very good point. Which is the, okay. Which is the truth. 
I'm never, I'm never going to ask yeah. for somebody's blessing to marry somebody. I'm going to ask the person I want to marry. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only person's approval that you technically need. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm totally in agreement with you. Good. Okay. But All I right. don't care about my, sister, say, uh, my fake sister so she can get married. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's not your business. Yeah. yeah you're right. Okay. Mm. Let's say uh, you're, you're um, Usu again. You're that, you're that con artist guy. You sneak into your yeah. fake sister's bedroom to break into her vault and steal her money, but her secretary catches you in the act. What do you do? Is this the same secretary that pretended like I didn't exist? Yeah. Do I know about this? I, I know that she tried to, to, to fake. You, you know that she's a shady character. All right. Well, then I will uh, do the you rat me out, you I rat you out kind of maneuver. Okay. Or, or, right. or try to split it with her. I, I think the shady, I can, I can get her on my side. Oh, wow. Okay. Do, Shit. Do most people answer these questions like good people or are they just as shitty as me? <laughs> or am I really bad? <laughs> No, no, they they answer it however they please. There's no right or wrong here. There's no oh, bad yeah. or good here. It's these are just go with your own philosophy, which is make it as fun as possible. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Um so you're Usu again. You're that Connorist guy. You find out that this secretary lady who's been the legal guardian of your younger sister since she was like 4 or 5 years old. She never took your fake sister to any of the hospitals that she claimed to have taken her to to get the best treatment for her eyes in order to prevent her blindness. All right? You find out the truth that the secretary lady is basically responsible oh. for your fake sister's blindness what do you do i for i forgot she was blind <laughs> i feel bad for everything i've done to her <laughs> oh no oh sure <laughs> all right well uh, i'm a super character also forgot she was blind <laughs> yeah it's okay all right so <laughs> I, I find out that the secretary could have prevented her blindness, but she, she, she was doing, she would kept bring her to shitty doctors to keep her blind. Oh yep. man. Uh, I'm starting to think that maybe this, the secretary should not be, we should, we shouldn't be in an alliance anymore. So I think what I would do mm. is rat out the secretary, making me look like a hero and then go, Hey, you know, that uh, secretary job offer is is open. Why don't me, your biological real brother, become your new secretary? Mm. And then maybe start to get the eyes fixed until yeah. her eyes get fixed and she realizes that I'm not her brother. And then maybe I'll be like, oh, you know what? Your, set, your old secretary had better doctors than I did. Let's go to the old ones and get her blind again. That is fucked up, bro. That is so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. 
let's say you're oh young you're the younger sister okay uh the blind you're one sleeping yeah you're the blind you're the blind chick okay? okay you're the lonely blind girl all right you're sleeping you're sleeping at night but you feel somebody press their lips against yours and you wake up and you see that it's your brother oh my god and how, you just pretend how do i to- see that i'm blind a good point it's a good point uh you can like smell him like your, you know your oh, okay. factory senses are heightened like you know it's him uh yeah. the next day you confront him about it in the car you're like i i felt somebody kiss me last night i think it was you what the hell and he says yeah i did it because i love you what do you do uh Sorrow, gonna have to pack your bags unless you can prove that you're not my brother by giving me some of your semen. <laughs> Let me test it. <laughs> That's what I would do. Okay. I would, I would yeah. jerk him off. I'd be like, "Ooh, hot, jerk him off. Get some of the semen and then see if he's really my brother." And then go. That was disturbing. Now you need to leave. Like, yeah, that, like that was too much. Like, I know the truth. You're not my brother, yeah. but still, like, what we went through is too much. Like, we can never reconcile. Like, it's over. Even if you're not my brother, goodbye. If you, yeah. Honestly, that's a damned if you do. If you are my brother, then I just jerked off my brother. If you aren't my brother, then I <laughs> jerked off the strange, this stranger that's been taking advantage of me. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard being this young woman. It's like she gets fucked any which way. And somehow I have time to think about it and thought of a terrible solution to her problem. (laughs) The the, oh, just jerk him off solution isn't great. (laughs) Okay, okay. Oh, shit. Okay. You're you're the younger sister, Oh Young again, okay? You mm. find out that this man Wusu is not your biological brother. He's just some guy posing as your brother for money. At the same time, you find out that the woman who was your guardian is responsible for your blindness. What do you do? Hmm. Um Hmm. See, I want them to keep thinking that I think that they're fucking me over and try to figure yeah. out a way to fuck them back over. Maybe get that rich husband oh. of mine to, to do some investigating. You know what? I would pay a PI through my rich husbands yeah. And, yeah. and try and, I don't know, figure, get to the bottom of things before I confront them and then have this, this big confrontation. And, uh, be like, I, I've tested your semen, and I know you, you've been taken to me to Dr. Dumbfuck down the street. Like, <laughs> I looked up this doctor. <laughs> so yeah. y'all other better beat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She found out that she was getting played just because she's a blind chick, but fucking A. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Final question. Not me. I'm not getting played as, as the blind woman. No. 
no, 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 no. Yeah. You're a lot more empowered. Yeah. 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 You're willing mm. to do anything, including jerk people off and get to the bottom of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Final question. Final question. You're, uh, you're Osu again. You're that, you're that fake brother guy. Okay. Your fake right. younger sister has some kind of brain eye complication and she needs surgery, but she doesn't want surgery. She says she prefers to die, but you're in love with this chick now, okay? Like, you, like, love this fucking blind, sad girl. Yeah. And then, shortly after that, after she says she doesn't want to live, you find her in her bathroom with her wrists slit open in the bathtub. What do you do? Um, how did she cut him? <laughs> Down the river? <laughs> Uh, is it down the road? No, no, no. It's, it's horizontal. Oh, like that? Well, I would. I'd be yeah. like, well, do it right next time. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna commit, commit. Don't just. Do, if you're looking for attention, just say you want attention. If you're gonna want to die, die. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't half-ass yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, you're blind. Well, that first off, be- I'd be like, well, you're blind, so maybe I just. You just didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> you didn't see that your wrist right. was the wrong way. But uh, yeah, yeah. How could she? How could she follow the veins? Like she can't see it. Yeah, she, yeah, she can't feel it. And also, like, no. I, I, well, now you're gonna need surgery on your wrist. Might as well, well, well get it on your eye. Why? why <laughs> well, if you're so afraid of surgery and getting cut open, why'd you cut yourself yeah. open? <laughs> Jump off a building or something. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So you would offer a brotherly advice to the end. That's good. <laughs> By shouting at her. <laughs> at a suicidal chick. I would yeah. yell my advice. Yeah. yeah. Notoriously <laughs> a big help is when people are suicidal, you shout at them. Yeah, scream at them. Tell them that they did it wrong yeah. and they should do it right next yeah. time. Feel better. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nick. Oh, no problem.